Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Last week we heard from Justin Buchanan who shared a very personal story. And so this week I want to continue looking at uh, drug use and how we can be helpful to those who are using or in situations where they need some help. Uh, my guest this morning will be, a, I'm very excited to have, is uh, life coach Peggy Caruso. And so when we, when we return, we'll hear, we will hear from my friend Peggy, and she'll give us a look into why people, people use, and most importantly, how they can defeat their drug use in their own lives, and how all of us can make our lives better. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local, family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Live in studio this morning is life coach and my friend, Peggy Caruso. Peggy, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you in studio. And if you don't mind, would you tell us who is Peggy Caruso? What is a life coach and how all that has come together where you are today? Sure. I'm Peggy Caruso, and I am an executive and personal development coach. I'm an eight-time entrepreneur and author of four books that have been trademarked at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and I have my own podcast. And that sounds glamorous, but it wasn't always that easy. I had a very rough start, a really uh, tough background of bad relationships. My son had a life-threatening illness. I lost my life savings, and I lost... A wonderful person so near and dear to my heart um, so and I also raised my children financially by myself making 750 an hour so it wasn't easy to reach success but I applied everything that I teach my clients to do yes and so when I know your background more because we do happen to be friends but when you hear that you know that it took a lot of work it just doesn't happen overnight and Maybe you can give us some insight into, like, you've experienced trauma in your life. Most people have at some sort of level. We all lose loved ones. We all have those uh, relationships that go south. can be traumatic, but not everybody turns to drugs. To my knowledge, you didn't turn to drugs. Absolutely not. Um, But the person near and dear to my heart did, and the person is a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, It's just the way that we develop our coping mechanisms. You know, two people can come from the same family. One can turn to drugs and the other one uh, reaches success. And so there are many reasons, and I, I just want to... Uh, encourage all parents not to be hard on yourself if you have a situation where you are a good parent and your child turns to drugs there's many things that you can do there's signs to look for Um, I'm not an expert in a lot of areas but I am an expert in my own business and I have been a life coach 
executive and personal development for over 15 years. And in that 15 years, I've seen a lot. Um, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor. Um, and But we do know when to refer people out. And I have worked with some wonderful um, therapists and psychi- psychologists, psychiatrists, and it's a winning combination. Um, some of the things I will say in coaching does help with drug abuse, such as, you know, teaching them, self, building their self-esteem, coping mechanisms. But the biggest one I see, Michael, is leadership attributes. We teach children leadership and adults leadership. Oddly enough, there's many adults that that don't know how to be a leader. Uh, We teach children that, you know, focus on that with your children is to be a leader and not a follower. You can follow for a while, but you have to know how to develop that into leadership. Yes, now that is interesting. So it seems like if we teach children leadership, how about adults? How do we go about reinstilling leadership skills to an adult? Say somebody has Uh, found themselves in a situation, maybe they're gone to jail, they're getting out of jail. How do we reintroduce that? It seems like that might be a little difficult. Well, the first thing you have to do is figure out um, where the problems came from. Um, You know, like I said, in, in in a the person near and dear to my heart, we had the same family dynamic. So what made one person go one way and one go the other way? First of all, you have to figure out the strengths and weaknesses. Um, that person may have had a lot of weakness in an area where I gained strength. I'm somebody that truly believes in the power of positive thinking. Um, it's something I definitely teach. It's something I do every day of my life. When I get out of bed, I say five things I'm grateful for, and I'm wonderfully happy every single morning. It's, it's maintaining to keep um, so that you can ward off the negativity. There are so many negative people. So as your day goes on, it's exhausting. It's, it's hard. And so, Michael, a lot of people give up. They think, I can't do that. And we always teach them, you, you know, whatever you tell yourself, you become. Don't say you can't. Say you can, and I'll help you figure out how you can. So we figure out where the, where the thought process comes from. Um, the first seven years of a child's life. I'm just going to touch on this really briefly because it's boring, but the first seven years is called the imprint period. And that's where everything is absorbed from the environment, which means you, your your home life, you know, whatever you talk about at the dinner table is being absorbed into your child. Um, and then from seven to 14 is where we have seen in our business, the, the problems significantly develop negatively is the modeling period because children break away and this is a perfect example of how you can raise two kids the same and one turns out one way and one turns out the other is because in that modeling period they break away and start modeling the behavior of movie stars singers um, their friends their friends families so just because you have your parenting style don't forget that your children are going to their friends home so always know who your children are hanging with and then from 14 to 21 is the socialization period where they become individualized so they take everything from the first period and the second period and then they decide this is who i want to be yeah so (laughs) you said boring i find it fascinating Uh, so i want to hit on a couple of things one is the power of positivity it's real of course Uh, it is and yesterday i happened to come across a new study out of uh, harvard of all places where 
Uh, Hayami Kogo, a PhD candidate there at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, she believes staying positive is as good for you as exercise. And she said it goes across all all diversities in the human race and that you can most will live to the age of 90 if you have a positive outlook. It, it sounds simple, but sometimes is it that simple that people just do not have the right outlook in their mind? And as a follow-up to that, something you said was, the conversations that we have with ourselves, I know it sounds silly, mm-hmm. but we all joke about, oh, here I go talking again to myself. We all talk to ourselves. And that conversation is extremely important. So I know that's two questions for you, but. It is it is easy, but it is hard. It, it sounds easy, but then when you go to apply it, it's really hard and most people give up. It's like you and I were talking earlier about New Year's resolutions. People set their expectations too high. We teach people to do manageable steps something that you can, you know, keep control of. So when I wrote my uh, last book, Take the First Shot, I had a lot of interviews through Harvard Business Review, uh, U.S. News and World Report, Reader's Digest, CNN Business. And one thing I found that was common in getting those interviews, even on TV and, and whatnot, was they all believe at the core in the power of positivity. Because if you want to increase your bottom line in business, like I, I love executive coaching, but if you want to increase your bottom line, whatever you're doing isn't working or you wouldn't be sitting in my office. And a very high percentage of, of the clients that I've had, a lot of it is how they feel like, oh, I'm never going to get there. Or th- that's the first step you have to do is turn your way of thinking around. So like I said, it sounds easy, but it's hard. And it's 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 like a process. You have to work toward it. I just don't have someone come in my office and say, "Hey, you need to think positive," and boom, it's going to happen. That's not how right. it works, you know. So it is difficult. No, I, I believe it is difficult, and I think that's what's so overwhelming for people. They just don't know where to start, right, to turn their life around. So obviously, those conversations that you have with people such as yourself, or if you are seeing a psychologist or psychiatrist. Those conversations really matter, and you're going to have to be true to yourself about what's really going on. Because and you, you know, I'm not to interrupt you, yeah. but I wanted to tell you something that I thought was very important relative to the drug situation. I worked in the prison system for years back in you know when I was 20 and 30 years old, um, and I and I learned a lot about inmates and about drug use. There, back then, I mean, that's that was the high percentage was the drug use. And so I have a really dear friend of mine who works or who lives in Philadelphia and he he works in the prison system and he teaches yoga to inmates. And they have found it is astounding how it has impacted the inmates is learning the power of control of your mind and your body. So I just thought that that was really interesting. I wanted to get that in there that that is really neat and it's upcoming. He is telling me how many um other prison systems are calling him and looking into that. So it's, it's, I do believe in that. Yeah. And I think that's something, obviously, we would say outside of the box thinking about mm-hmm. how to take on a problem, because I keep hearing from local officials in our area who say, Michael, one of the things we see is same people coming over it and over again for the same problem. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's true, because they're not changing. Uh, their habits internally about how they're talking to themselves, how they view themselves. And I think to what your friend is doing in Philadelphia can be used all over. And people will say, well, why would we treat inmates with such uh, maybe outside the box 
processes, but here we go again and we keep spending more and more money on a system that's not working. If Michael Clement goes to jail for drug use and has a problem, he's going to need something else rather than just coming out of jail and getting back into his old ways. Is right. that true? And people classify them as bad people. They're not bad people. They just don't understand how to make better choices. And so if you understand that and treat them with you know, a different level of how you perceive them. Perception is a mental muscle. It's it's the toughest one. So try to focus and, and think about how you uh, interact and talk about people who are incarcerated. You know, um, they can turn their life around. I've helped a lot of them do that. So they're not per se, bad people. They just make bad choices. Right, but they do need that training, as they you said. Do. the perception muscle, I believe you called it. Yes, we all have perceptions about ourselves. We listen to other things that help mm -hmm. form our perceptions. If you're with negative people, you become negative, you're going to become negative, you right? are you become who you hang with. And you really do become who you hang with. Yes. And so you would tell clients, hey, you need to take stock of who's around you. Yes. Because I have read things where even if Michael Clement is not a user and he hangs out with users, he will become a user. I was a scared little girl from a small town. I was very introverted, but I knew from a young age I needed to branch out and figure out internationally how do they live and if they can become successful, I can become successful. And I've had that mindset my whole life. Um, if I lost my life savings tomorrow, I do believe I could rebuild my empire because I have that thought process and I have um, searched and searched and tried to hang with like-minded people who I wanted to become. If you hang with successful people, you will become successful. Yeah. So I, look, I do a lot of reading and I've read stuff that says almost that same exact thought. And then it dawned on me one day that it's probably true, which is if you took all the money away from all the billionaires in the world today. Tomorrow, they'd figure out how to become a billionaire again. They would. I and, believe that. And, and they have either trained themselves or have learned what success is and what it looks like and how to do it. And once they've got that blueprint, anyone can do it, right? That's why anyone can make it. So can you imagine as a parent if you took those leadership attributes and really focused on teaching them to your children? I mean, parenting is hard. I get it. I I I know I've you know owned a business and worked a corporate job and you know did my education on the side and tried to raise two kids one with a life-threatening illness it was was not easy but you don't give up and you and I've tried to instill those leadership um, qualities into my children and my grandson who is 15 and he I can't even tell you he's just makes me so proud for how good and kind and giving he is because we always teach that as well Yes, and so let's talk about that a little bit. Can we talk a little bit about happiness? It seems like happiness is some far out there goal. Like, Peggy, I won't be happy until I make a million dollars. Or, Peggy, I won't be happy until I own this big, beautiful home. Then you shouldn't have it until you're happy with yourself. You know, I always tell people who say, you know, to help me do a vision board and can I put this Mercedes on my vision board? Absolutely, but you better be grateful and happy for the clunker that you have because it got you from point a to p point b and once you have, have that gratitude then it helps you go to the next level 
gratitude is is huge. Yeah, I would say happiness and gratitude are huge. And being honest, I think to your point, we were talking about it. It's very hard. In this world, you wake up to a lot of negativity. The news is very negative, and people will say to me, oh, yeah, okay, Peggy, it's just that easy. You just say, I want to be this, and then you just don't have to do anything. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. There are so many steps to it. Um, it's not just a power of positivity, but you have to continually move into action. You know, uh, action is attraction. It's vibration. We're, we're energy. That's what we are. So if you put out positive energy, you're going to have positive results. If you put out negative energy, you're going to have negative results. And just remember, every time you're negative, try to catch yourself because your children are picking up on that. You'd be surprised how many children come in the office and say things that you know that came from their parent, you know, and not the child. So be careful. Right. And when you gave the breakdown of our ages, uh, it kind of made me smile because it we don't talk about it a lot, but it makes a lot of sense, right? A little child absolutely mimics uh, what their parents are doing or mm -hmm. the people around them. So if you're constantly negative, they're going to be negative. They're going to believe that that's the way it should be. And on, contrary to that, though, is if you're positive and you're helping with leadership skills and those attributes that are important, that child uh, has a better chance of success. True statement? True statement. True statement. And they need to develop um, intuition and willpower, and that will also help them reach success. Willpower is hard. We all have it. It's just if you decide if you're going to use it or not. Well, right. And, and I know that this is a little different in a sense because willpower does play a role, but it's also been said willpower in and of itself doesn't work, right? Because Michael Clement wants to lose weight. He sets that goal at New Year's that we were talking about. And I do need to lose some weight, so maybe we should talk about that. But um, I think people give it a couple of weeks, right? They go to the gym. They work hard. And they don't see instant results. Is that the problem? Yeah, and it, that, that we are a society that, you know, I think that's the, the dilemma with people trying to understand the power of positivity because it's not tangible. We can't touch it, feel it, see it. And we are a society that we want instant results. It's not instant. It's just going to take a while. You've spent your entire, say you come into my office and you're 60 years old, 60 years of habits that you've formed for, for someone to turn that around. It's going to take a little while. It's not going to, you know, one month and you're going to be a brand new person, but you're going to be on the path to be a brand new person. Right. And speaking of habits, can you talk about habits and like, how do we break them or how long does it take to break a habit? Well, studies show that it takes a minimum of 30 days for change to take place in the subconscious mind. That does not mean it's going to happen in 30 days. Right. It, it can, it's just a minimum. So if you start working toward that and halfway through you break what you're doing, you basically got to start all over. So we have a lifetime of habits. Like I said, the imprint period is where most of the habits start. So once you figure out where they came from and then you figure out why you've accepted them, like limiting beliefs, why you accept them to be true, some people, you know, like if I say something negative to you, you have the ability to accept or reject what I'm telling you in, in the subconscious mind or in the conscious mind. Once you accept that to be true, then it goes into the subconscious mind and that's where it forms your habits. Which is totally fascinating. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I can only imagine how many habits I still have from when I was a little kid. Sure, we all do. And we all have them. Um, we all 
hopefully are working on them to break them in some way because not all habits are good. You can't have good habits, but I mean, the habits we're talking about are not the good ones. And it just seems like that sounds, again, it sounds so easy. It's fascinating, but it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to finish up with Peggy Caruso, life coach, who's helping us talk through what's going on with uh, drug use in our community and how people can improve their lives. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm live with life coach Peggy Caruso. Uh, Peggy, you've given us a lot of information this morning, and I feel like it's very fascinating information and extremely helpful information to all in our community. I'd like you to leave us with like your last words of something positive for the community. Be kind. Everyone laughs at that statement, but really go above and beyond and try to pay attention to your talk, your self-talk, and how you treat other people. I read a, a devastating article this morning on why there's such a decline in workers in uh, restaurants, and the stories were just so sad of how people could actually treat them um, in some of the instances. So my my positivity of the day is just make it a mission for yourself to be kind to others because it does impact their self-esteem as well and it can create negativity for them yeah and that makes sense i i think because that's something we can control right how i interact with peggy caruso right quite frankly even if i know i don't like you i can still interact kindly with you yes be respectful be respectful to Mm -hmm. one another makes a huge difference in the lives of i think of the examples you gave us the the waiter or waitress who Mm -hmm. may be having just a horrible day but you might be the one patron who helps change their day literally and you don't need money to be kind right kindness is free from your heart Mm -hmm. truly is well we're about to wrap up, but what I know you work really hard at this, and because I do know you, I'm going to say this. You're one of the most positive people I know. Thank you. And can you give us just a little insight in about a minute about how you go about being positive every day? Oh, it's taken years to become an expert at it. So, um, like I said, I do believe in every morning when I get up, I say five things I'm grateful for. I don't turn on the news. I take the half hour to just meditate, get my mind straight, figure out like what difference I'm going to make today in somebody's life. Um, I believe in positive affirmations, your self-talk. Um, and I think that's the beginning. But it is a process to be able to turn your negative talk and your negative habits to positive Um, But I think if we all band together and, um, you know, just work hard at catching each other and trying to help each other, it's it's the start of anything. Yeah, most definitely. And I think 
it's something I'm working on because I do know you, um, trying to be positive and happy every day, especially with all the stress and pressure going on in our world today, right? Whether it's uh, rising gas prices or maybe you're out of work or maybe you are in a situation like using drugs and you feel hopeless, you still can begin to take that little step to be positive and to say, I can make this big change. And build your self-esteem. Remember, Eleanor Roosevelt, my favorite quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So be strong and ward off the negativity of other people. Don't let them get to you. That is a great quote. And so I just want to thank you for joining us on Contact on Connect FM. I think how we go about this in the community banding together is how we're going to defeat this uh, drug issue once and for all. And so I just want to tell you that we'll continue on uh, in this series on drugs, but I really appreciate you coming on, Peggy, and sharing with us. Well, thank you. I, it was a pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You too.